0: All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit, or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: Welcome once again to Invest Wisely. The expert is Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron, and also in Washington, <laughs> Pennsylvania. This half hour, we're going to talk about uh, money in stocks and how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks in Custom made portfolios designed for their particular needs and interests. You have any questions about the, how they do that or about the market itself? Give us a call anytime this half hour 330 673 1234. And outside of Akron on WNR.com, we have a toll free line you can use 800. 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Well, Walt, I gotta tell you, I think most of the stock market people out there, if they don't know this song already, they've been singing it for the last month. the Family Stone, "Let Me Take You Higher." The (laughs) market just seems to keep going higher and higher. It's a, it's really incredible.
2: It it is incredible, Bob. I mean, and we'll take it. We'll take it happily with a big smile. you know, each of the major indices last week set intraday and closing record highs for the week, and none went up more than the uh, small cap Russell 2000, which was up 6.1% for the week. So uh, just kind of quick recap, the Dow Jones Industrial Index was up 508 points, 1.4%. Uh, we sit at 18.7% year-to-date. Uh, the S&P 500 Index up 92 points, a 2% rise for the week, up 25.1% year-to-date. The national NASDAQ up 473 points, up 3.1%. Again, up 23.9%. And the Russell 2000, as we said, up 139 points for the week, up 6%. And we're at 23.4%. So really, really powerful returns overall. Um, we saw the Fed uh, make a statement, and uh, they did say, was everybody anticipated, they're going to taper their asset purchases by about $15 billion a month. That support uh they were providing really to the fixed income market, certain to kind of pull away that a little bit and uh but they did make some real strong comments. there are no hurry to raise interest rates, and I think the market really liked that. We saw interest rates drop um you know pretty significantly uh last week uh Good news on the COVID front. Again, we continue to see therapies and, and, you know, solutions for COVID. Uh, Pfizer announced, uh, again, another oral antiviral, which should help with the risk of ho- hospitalization coming off the Merck announcement. And again, earnings continue to show a lot of strength. We we see a lot of companies reporting records and uh, dealing with the challenges that are out there. So a lot of good things happening in the market, Bob. And as you said, the market participants are definitely being rewarded for being invested at this point.
1: Now, some folks out there, and I, I've heard this, and I think you've heard it too, are saying that the animal spirits are in full force in the market last week, and that's what they're crediting for the market's performance. What are the animal spirits as they relate to investing?
2: Yeah, well, animal spirits was a, a term coined by the famous British economist John Maynard Keynes back in 1936 when he wrote the general theory of employment, interest, and money. Uh, today, animal spirits describe really the psychological and emotional factors, Bob, that it takes to you know, for investors to take action and, and make investments. And uh, you know, it's a pretty good description. I mean, it's, at some point, you know, you have to rely on those uh, emotional and and you know psychological factors to invest and to stay invested. And we're definitely seeing people with uh, pretty strong animal spirits at this point. You know, going after the risk and uh, the returns uh, that uh, that come from investing.
1: Another phrase out there is uh, called FOMO, fear of missing out. Now that's something, you know, it's new, but it certainly started with all the speculative investments like like meme stocks and cryptocurrency. But uh, a lot of folks that once more are seeing how the market's going up, they want to be on the on that big uh, big train. Is that what the FOMO means?
2: It is, Bob. And we, we see different levels of this. You know, we talked about last week. I think that you know the old saying, "If I would have invested ten thousand dollars, what would it be?" and you know, you can apply that to all kinds of investments. You know, people second-guessing decisions they didn't make, and you know, not being invested. When you look at great companies like Amazon or Apple, and you know, we we could talk about really hundreds of them. That uh, pretty easy ideas. If if you saw them and you were a long-term investor, you could have done really well. But today, there's even a, a shorter-term FOMO where we see you know a lot of people making some incredible short-term. Uh, Money, And I think this is what led people to, you know, a lot of the speculative type of behavior that we're seeing, you know, the meme stocks, the cryptocurrency. uh, You know, I saw something here I was looking through just in my reading for the week, and I saw there's a cryptocurrency that... um, I'm trying to think of the name of it here uh i had it I had it written down that went from eight thousand dollar investment to five point seven billion over four hundred days it's a uh it was another coin um which you know it's it's amazing these types of returns and again, I think a lot of people are feeling, you know, when you see a lot of these people making incredible money short-term, you, you say, why can't I participate in that? And again, we continue to tell people that, you know, those types of investments may or may not be appropriate, but they're not appropriate with the kinds of monies a lot of times that we're investing for people that have given their lives energy uh, to really, you know, save up enough money for stability and retirement and taking care of family and, uh, you know that's not the kind of money you start pulling out and going after these FOmo type of investments, so it's uh, it's a really interesting time, and we see you know a lot of a lot of ways out there to, to make money and we got to remember probably a lot of ways to lose money as well.
1: Now the other good news last week was that jobs report, which was much better than anticipated and quite impressive. Now how is that going to impact the the long term for the market today and also going forward?
2: I think it shows strength, Bob. I think it shows that people are getting back to work. You know, we're getting over again this pandemic, and it's just more support of that, that, you know, we're returning to some normalcy. Uh, The payroll report showed a significant growth for the first time in a few months. Uh, The unemployment rate has dropped now to 4.6%, which is getting back down to the levels that we were a few years ago. Uh, We see pay uh, increases and you know, people doing well, being rewarded for work. And, and that's what we need to get people back out there, full employment, and, uh, you know, keep this economy moving forward like we all hope it will.
1: Welcome to Walt Sakara of the AKW Group in Akron, and again, you want to talk to Walt yourself, 330-673-1234 is your number to call. Now it's time for our our trends and insights section of the program. Walt does a lot of reading and research out there, always urging our listeners to think for themselves, but he comes up with a lot of interesting data and surveys and insights that uh, may have an impact on the market. One of them came out this week from uh, New York University, where researchers found that 88% of American drivers consider themselves to be above average at driving. Ah, but they do. How does this have any correlation when you talk about today's market investors?
2: Well, Bob, I, I think it shows that uh, people overestimate their abilities a lot of times, because anybody that's been on the road, I heard your laugh, and I say the same. Uh, I'm driving out there, and I don't think uh, there's 88% of the people that are driving above average. It uh, seems like a lot of people are driving below average, but I, I think where you correlate this is that, you know, we've had an incredible stock market run. We've had a lot of people that have had money for the first time to put in the market, and confidence is extremely high. I think a lot of people are feeling they can do it themselves. A lot of people, as we just talked about, are going after these very speculative, aggressive investments. But, uh, you know, I know that, you know, just like the study, there's not that high of a level of success. And over time, you know, your confidence will be shaken. Um, You know, we go back to a couple of recent periods in time you know even last march when the pandemic first hit there were a lot of people shaking the confidence uh, so again we we kind of relate this to the fact that I, I understand everybody's feeling good but you know make sure you're measuring out your investment processes you're really thinking about the risk uh, that you can take and realize that as these investments have gone up and up and up they can also go down and you have to be prepared to manage through those cycles as well
3: Let's shift
1: over now to our stock talk segment where we have any of our listeners who are available to do so call him and uh, talk to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron and get some input on particular stock issues they are concerned about. You Maybe you are invested in them right now, you'd like to buy them, or are you looking at a stock that seems intriguing, or you're considering selling. Well, if you have a call, give, if you have a question, rather, give us a call, 330 673 1234. Then again, if you're outside of Akron, listening on WNR.com, we do have a toll free number if you need it, 800. 800- Six six nine four one hundred. So, third quarter earnings reports are nearly done, and uh, Walt, you see a couple of topics which have dominated the earnings uh, uh, coming out so far: Then inflation and that supply chain problem. Executives are trying to uh, about the strong, strong demand; they're, they like that, they love the strong demand, but they're worrying about being able to to fill that demand because of uh, materials, labor, and transportation, and uh, many are also uh, paying up to secure more supplies and pass those costs on to our consumers, you and me.
2: Absolutely, Bob. Yeah, there's been so many, and I I wrote a few down, you know, because, again, I listen to a lot of these quarterly reports and you know, i got a couple here. Sherwin-Williams, uh, CEO, John has said, you know, we're aggressively combating raw material inflation. We implemented multiple price increases in the quarter and we will continue to do so as necessary. Um, another quote from Chipotle Mexican Grill CFO John Harding uh, said that we believe we've got pricing power really better than most anybody, so we'll be very patient. Uh, we look at Apple CEO Tim Cook, who thinks the primary cause of the supply chain-related services will be chips, um, which we've been talking about, it's affecting pretty much most uh, all, every of all of our products. So again, we you know I, I have you know fifteen sixteen Bob that just in the reports that I've listened to in the last two weeks where these themes continue to come up. We know they're there. Uh, we need to you know focus on companies that can combat these that can you know deal with the increase of all these costs and continue to remain profitable. And that's uh, that's what we're able to do by focusing on these individual companies and. Making sure we're investing in in what we know and 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 have a really you know strong confidence in in those investments that we're making.
1: Now Zoetis is one of those investments in your empowering women's portfolio. Their results were very impressive. Uh, tell us again about Zoetis and what they do and what is your feeling about uh, owning that stock?
2: Yes, yeah, so Bob Zoetis uh, sells anti-infective uh, vaccines. Uh, diagnostic products and other healthcare products for animals. Uh, their, their product line is split between, um, you know, companion animals and also production animals. About 50% of their business comes each way. And again, we've talked about the incredible change of, of pet ownership in this country. 67% of U.S. households now have pets. That's up from 56% in 1988. 84.9 million households have pets, and only 33.5 million have children. Uh, Pets have become a really, really powerful trend in our country and a lot of people probably love their pets more than their kids, which is kind of scary. But uh, we see that out there at times. So, you know, this is a very powerful company. Um, we see revenues up 11% for the quarter, $1.9 billion, over $1.7 billion. Our Earnings, profitability up 14%. A very powerful company and, again, one that we really like. We think the trends are there. And it's, a, it's an industry a sector that we're very uh, excited about participating in as we look into the future.
1: Another stock that is uh, not part of your portfolios, you do not own the stock yet, but it was a certainly interesting uh, from last week. It was called Peloton, and it reported earnings last week, which had many investors selling. Stock dropped about uh, 40% for the week. Now, a sell-off of this kind of stock, uh, of a, the kind of valuation it had, does that mean that makes it a more attractive stock to buy, or is it really a loser?
2: Well, Bob, you know Peloton was a pandemic darling. You know, a lot of stay-at-home people trying to work out. These these uh, exercise uh, equipments had uh, some connectivity to them, and that you could do online classes while you're on the, you know, the Peloton equipment. Uh, but we've seen how fast you know a story can change. And I mean, this is a company that you know had some some weak. Uh, uh, profitability still hasn't showed a profit, and their earnings kind of came back out of the stratosphere, only up 6% for the quarter. Uh, so it's abundantly really clear that, you know, things have changed. Uh, we see more people heading back out into the world. Uh, when you compare this to uh, Planet Fitness, who reported some amazing results last week, we see that, you know, people are ready to get back out of their house. So that's going to impact companies that some of these stocks that became pandemic darling seem that they're starting to change course. Now, with the drop in value, you're right. I mean, this company looks a little bit better than it did, and there probably is some still long-term potential, but you've got to pay attention to these changing trends and how they impact investments.
1: let take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania.
2: Good morning. You're on WNIR.
3: Good morning. Uh, Consumer Staples, Ken here. How are you this week?
2: <laughs> doing good, Ken. How are you?
3: Good, good. Hey, uh, on page M twelve of Barrons, don't give up on gold. There's a good little. Uh, there's a couple things about gold and Barrons this week, but anyway, I've got one uh, for someone that wants to spend a hundred and forty four dollars on a hundred shares. The symbol is NGD, New Gold. NGD it was a dollar forty four uh, a share, but anyway, they're going to report earnings on November twelfth instead of uh, going to the track or the casino someone could spend hundred and forty four dollars on the, get some excitement between now and the 12th <laughs> on the NGT, it's not for the widows and orphans it's just for
2: right uh, Canadian you know, company Netflix, uh, exploration of gold silver and copper right yeah uh, interesting interesting idea there Ken
3: yeah and um, another thing I've watched over the last few years is Heister Yale Symbol HY uh, went up to 102, is back down to getting near its low. And uh, it's uh, a little cyclical. And if you watch insider trading, the, the insiders will start buying probably if you watch that chart uh, next week, in the next few weeks. But anyway, that, that's one uh, heister Yale. I think they make the toe lifts, uh, forklifts, and symbol HY.
2: Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I see the I see the revenues uh, definitely starting to pop up the last two quarters, and uh, some some more positive trends there for sure.
3: Yeah, do you uh, get into any uh, mining stocks at all in the, any of your portfolios?
2: We, we have looked at mining quite a bit. Um, you know, I think uh, Barrick is one that we've looked at in the past, Ken, and, of course, we look at the ETFs in that space. Um, uh, you know, there are, there are some opportunities there as well uh, where you get a collection of those things together, um, sometimes an easier way to for people that don't want to spend the time trying to find the one or two winners, you know, uh, just, just kind of playing the sector itself.
3: Yeah, and in, in, uh, when I was in the Navy in 1962, I bought... Uh... Uh, some Utah land and shale at uh, 35 cents a share. And when I got out in 67, I cashed in. I put a down payment on a GTO and a down payment on a house at 76 Merriman Road, right around from uh, Tangier. Yeah, now, that yeah. was my first, as an adult, uh, uh, score, I guess you would call it. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, that's a good score. <laughs> I, I've had a soft spot for these minerals. And mining and all that stuff. So, anyway, for old men looking for excitement, these these mineral stocks are kind of cool. But, anyway, you guys have a good week and nice talking to you. And, right, and you just too, think, Ken. Ken, if
1: you had kept that GTO, you'd have another investment that has uh, gone up to the six figures. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
3: I'm, on my desk, I'm staring at a copy of Hemmings Motor News, <laughs> and I show my wife all the cars I used to have mm-hmm. when I was young. She can't believe.
1: Yep, we could be,
3: a, cars, be so a
1: millionaire out. now with some of those cars. <laughs> is, which is your
3: subject this week. Route sixty
1: six. Uh, no, no, Adam twelve. Oh, it still Adam 12, has okay. Martin Milner though. He was from Route sixty six.
3: Oh, okay. Well, thank you. You <laughs> thank guys
1: you. have a good week. Thank you. You're on WNIR with Walt Secura. Go ahead.
3: Yes. Uh, I I see that Mederma stock fell a lot here today. Also, what's your opinion on Datadog, D D O G. I'll I'll get off and you can all listen.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Moderna has had such an amazing run, and again, um, you know, I think when you look at the RNA, um, you know, the way that they're producing, uh, you know, vaccines and, and therapies, I, I think there's a long-term track record for Moderna case to be made. But it, it shouldn't be surprising that the stock. Uh, you know, may have traded it off a little bit with the, you know, with the run-up that it had. So I think a lot of that might just be kind of settling down into some little better valuation for, for what the, you know, the, the intermediate term promises for Moderna. And then, you know, as far as Datadog goes, um, haven't really spent a lot of time looking at that one. It's come across my screens quite often, um, you know, with the... the Really, are kind of focused on some of these technology companies. We, we definitely, uh, you know, see these see these ideas pop up. Extremely strong revenue growth out of Datadog last four quarters: up 75%, up 67%, up 51 up 56%. Uh, they are profitable, so you know they got into the profitability stage, which is kind of an important metric for me to you know pay attention to. So it's definitely one you know to pay attention to. But uh, personally, we haven't done anything with it here.
1: Now, Walt, another stock that you have owned in your small mid-cap portfolio, which I think uh, has required a lot of faith, is the uh, Concert People Live Nation. A friend of mine who was an executive there, and they've had a couple of tough years have been tough for them. But their stock, though, went up 15% last week to $123 a share. So, obviously, the pandemic easing has been good for Live Nation. What else is happening there, and do you feel confident in uh, continuing to hold it?
2: We do, Bob. I mean, this is the largest live entertainment firm in the world, 570 million fans in 44 countries. Um, they've uh, showed some really strong results uh, coming off and, and turned a profit, which no one thought they really do this quarter. Uh, the summer concert season showed a quick rebound. Uh, Ticketmaster was a real bright spot for the company. And, again, they they pre-sold and sold a lot of tickets going into 2022. Uh, over a million tickets sold for concerts like Coldplay and Red Hot Chili Peppers. So there's definitely some demand. We're seeing people want to get back out in the world and experience events. And uh, we see it with, uh, you know, the football season and the fans in the seats. Uh, you know, definitely it uh, seems like we're we're making progress. And Live Nation is there to ha- have some profitability out of these trends that we see.
1: Now, another stock that you own in your Empowering Women portfolio is Airbnb which is, of course, uh, receiving some more positive uh, uh, results because the pandemic is easing off. They uh, also moved up over $23 last week. They're over $200 now, 13% up. So are you still bullish on Airbnb?
2: We are, Bob. Again, one that's showing incredible results coming out of the pandemic as well. And, uh, you know, really, really strong trends. Uh, When you look at Airbnb, you know, you're talking about a platform that offers 5.6 million accommodation listings. Um, over 4 million hosts in 220 countries. Uh, we see some interesting trends here that, you know, the flexible work schedule has created a lot of demand and alternative bookings. Monday and Tuesdays now become the highest growing days of the week to travel, uh, which is interesting. And, again, overall, you know, global travel is uh, rapidly rising for the from the pent-up demand and from COVID. And uh, a lot of strong trends as we look out over the next few years with Airbnb.
1: Another stock, uh, again, that's in your empowering women portfolio is Etsy, which uh, really did well during the pandemic because of all the at-home shopping, but they continue to grow. So do you think they're going to be able to sail that uh, tailwind all the way into the uh, future?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We think that there's some real positive trends here with Etsy. Uh, you continue to do well. And as we look out, you know, they, they're a company that should do well in the Christmas season. Um, unlike uh, traditional retailers, Etsy's business model uh, does not rely on the global supply chain. Um, you know, a lot of these uh uh large artesian sellers, the community that they have uh ship goods directly to to purchasers, so you know from our end, we see a lot of strong uh you know uh opportunities for Etsy as we continue to move forward and uh, it was good to see them I mean, a lot of people felt that after the mask and uh the changes they they had a lot of demand coming from masks. but as that's uh that's died down it's uh you know they've continued to see growth in other areas.
1: Now, one of the stocks that uh, you have sold recently that uh, has not performed well is DraftKings. It was in your small mid-cap portfolio. They've been kind of an earnings disappointment for you, so you decided to sell them uh, recently and reallocate that money elsewhere. Why did you sell uh, DraftKings?
2: Yeah, but we gave it a couple quarters, and again, we, we were hoping to see the trends improve. I think this last quarter showed that you know they're still struggling with profitability. I think there was other better places to have that money positioned. You know, for us, it was one to move along from, and and then get the money into other areas. And and that's what we do. You know, I think one of the biggest reasons we sell is we want to be in our best ideas. And sometimes an idea kind of drops down the the list to a, a lower quality idea, and we see something we like better. And it's easy to make that trade and, and move out of a stock. So uh, DraftKings probably has a really nice long term run to it. It's more and more. Uh, states approve online betting and gambling. But yeah, for right now, you know, we uh, we felt that it was just uh, money that we needed to reposition into something that was going to perform better over the next 18 months.
1: In addition, just at end of here, last week, DraftKings signed a contract with Odyssey Broadcasting, one of the largest broadcast uh, owners in the country, to uh, service all their sports talk and sports betting radio station formats across the country. So I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, you sold a little too early, do you think?
2: Uh, Possibly, Bob. We could always buy back. Again, in that small mid-cap portfolio, you know, we're not afraid to trade that around. Um, I think where we put the money, we have more confidence uh, over the next couple quarters. And DraftKings is one we'll continue to watch. And when we feel the trends are better, it's always one that we could buy back.
1: That's one good thing about stocks. You can sell them, and you also buy them back.
2: (laughs) That's right. And sometimes you have good ideas. You just have them at the wrong time. Uh, So I said, you know, in, in the core equity portfolio, Bob, we hold those uh, do a little less trading, but in that small mid-cap portfolio, we do provide a little bit more active management. Uh, you know, we're not afraid to sell a stock. We always say that's the portfolio where we're kind of dating the stocks. We're not married to them. And, uh, you know, therefore, we, we can easily move in and out when, when we think the opportunities are right.
1: Of course, now, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Baird Private Wealth Management Company, the Robert, B- Robert W. Baird Company, which gives them access to all kinds of other information and access to worldwide uh, offices. And, yeah, you can do things about the retirement planning. You can do estate plan reviews in their office there, tax reviews, uh, IRA illustrations, Roth conversions, uh, looking at your Social Security analyses, stock options analyses, transaction tax analyses, all that's available at the AKW Group for their clients. But if anything they should be doing, you think, uh, what should they be doing right now? We have uh, actually only 38 trading days left in this year, which shows you how time is fleeting. But uh, other than that, as investors are looking at this market, what's going on, should they be reallocating right now, or should they wait till uh, after the 1st of 2022 to see how it checks out?
2: Well, Bob, I think with the run-up in the stock market, it's a good time for all investors to consider what their proper proper allocation is to stocks. It's not a bad time to pull some profits off if that's, if that's what's comfortable to you. Uh, at the same time, it's a time to review the portfolios and wherever you have some tax losses, and there may not be a lot of them out there because everything has moved up pretty dramatically here in the last, you know, two years. But if there's some losses out there, you surely want to harvest those to offset any gains that you might have. And I think overall, just you know, make sure you have a solid plan. You know, think about what might happen as you're heading into 2021. Start reviewing the you know, your portfolios and so forth for, you know, the proper position uh, as you want to look ahead. So uh, we're doing a lot of reviews right now and making sure that uh, the portfolios were where we want them and, uh, you know, just tightening things up a little bit as we get into the final stages of the year.
1: Many uh, advisors are looking at their stock uh, clients portfolios and, uh, again, looking toward the future and the fact that this market can't last forever, are kind of recommending that they make a little more of an investment in uh, international stocks, uh, emerging markets, for example, to uh, offset uh, what they see as the eventual uh, decline of this huge bull market. What do you think of that strategy?
2: I think it's interesting, Bob. You know, we we have a lot of companies. We we've always, I've always felt personally that we get a lot of exposure in overseas markets through domestic companies. We have a lot of multinational companies that, you know, participate in every part of the world and derive revenue and profits from every part of the world. Plus, they're on. U.S. counting standards and, you know, a little bit more maybe uh, transparency in the, in the metrics and so forth that we look at. But I, I know there's a lot of investors out there and financial professionals that preach the straight asset allocation, you know, using exchange-traded funds or mutual funds. Um, it, it, it can work. Um, again, I think that the trouble for a lot of people is knowing what you own and knowing why you own it. You know, I whenever I see those strategies, I ask, you know, why do you own this fund? And, you know what's in it and how is it allocated through the world? And you get a lot of blank stares, you know, when you start looking at people. And I, I'd rather have my money in things that I'm, I'm confident of and I understand what I own as opposed to just following some rules of thumb of, of how to allocate money.
1: Once again, the AKW Group is here in Akron and Fairlawn. They're also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Sue Marshall has an office over there. You can reach them there. It's outside of Pittsburgh at 412 412- Four eight zero five zero nine zero for the home folks, homeboys, 234-466-7476 for the local office of Walt Secure and his group at the AKW Group in Fairlawn, 234 466 Walt, i uh, dare not even to guess what might happen in the market next week.
2: <laughs> A lot of earnings reports we'll be paying attention to, uh, Bob, some companies like PayPal and uh, Bumble uh, and uh, Yeti. So we'll, we'll be looking at those earnings reports as well as some economic data. Thank
1: you much. Well secured.
4: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Airbnb Inc. Symbol ABNB. Apple Inc. Symbol AAPL. Amazon.com. Symbol AMZN. Odyssey Inc. Symbol AUD. Barrick Gold Corporation. Symbol GOLD. Bumble Inc. Symbol BMBL. Chipotle Mexican Grill Inc. Symbol CMG. Datadog, Inc., symbol DDOG. DraftKings, Inc., symbol DKNG. Etsy, Inc., symbol ETSY. Heister Yale Materials Handling, Inc., symbol HY. Live Nation Entertainment, Inc., symbol LYV. Merkin Company, symbol MRK. Moderna, Inc., symbol MRNA. New Gold, Inc., symbol NGD. Peloton Interactive, Inc., symbol PTON. Pfizer, Inc., symbol PFE. Planet Fitness, Inc., symbol P-L-N-T. PayPal Holdings, Inc., symbol P-Y-P-L. Sherwin-Williams Company, symbol S-H-W. Yeti Holdings, Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I. And Zoetis, Inc., symbol Z-T-S. Please note that Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated. Anort's affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Airbnb Inc. symbol ABNB in the past 12 months. Also, in addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated, Anaworth's affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Peloton Interactive Inc., PTON, and Airbnb Inc. symbol ABNB in the past 12 months.